The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Promoting positivity and inclusivity. You're listening to UnityOnlineRadio.org. The voice of an awakening world. Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa is for educational purposes only and is not intended to provide a physician-patient relationship, give diagnoses, prescribe treatment, or do psychotherapy. Please contact your healthcare provider to obtain treatment. Discover your body's natural ability to heal. Welcome to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. Have you ever suffered from living like two people being on in the summer and off during the winter? Have you ever been one of these people who, you know, can't get out of bed, sleeping at night, falls asleep in the chair? People say, did you see the show last night? No. Were you in front of the TV? Yeah. You didn't see it. Nope. Sat in the chair, went out like a light. You're one of these people who in the winter, you just turn into a slug. Today is your day because we're going to talk about seize the intuition behind seasonal affective disorder and winter blues. And are they really the same or are they different? Today's world, it's very common to see people, you know, with midlife, packing up the car, getting in a plane and moving to the south. Do we really need to do that? By the way, it's winter down there too. And seasonal affective disorder and winter blues isn't just about the sun. It's about the length of the day and the season. Today's show is going to change your life because it's going to teach you how to use mind, body, and medical intuitions to acquire energy and enthusiasm, whatever the season. We're taking your calls, 816-251-3555 within the U.S. and Canada. And remember, UnityOnlineRadio.org is live, live every Wednesday, 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern. And you can get us on the show, you can get this show on your favorite podcast provider, as well as join the live show with a question, 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern. Look at a map if you could live in the United States, or if you live in another country, just look at the map there. You got all this land in the United States, but Florida is one state. San Diego is one area. 
can everybody just get up and migrate there when they get older? I don't know about that. There's something about it that feels like the country's going to tip. As I've gotten older, I realized that there's something about change that makes us more resilient. It does. Because adapt, adaptability tempers the soul, helps give us a capacity to remember, to learn, and actually get closer to the divine. Sun changes. The length of the day changes. And our brain changes every single day. We have something inside of us called a circadian rhythm. And we think that seasonal affective disorder, winter blues, is about the season. It isn't. We think it's just about the sun. It's not. There are a group of people that have circadian rhythm problems. We all have clocks in our body. In fact, there's a clock in every cell of our body. There's a clock in your heart that times your heart rate. There's a clock in your bowel that times your bowel movements, and so on and so on. And so, when the the time, the seasons change, your clock has to adapt. It's not easy. And when something like daylight savings time, some artificial situation goes, we're going to turn the clocks, clocks back an hour. Our bodies have a hard time acclimating because it's political and it's not biological. But suffice it to say, there's a biological thing where the sun is a certain amount of time involved with the moon. I don't want to get into that right now, but the point of the matter is the time of the day, the length of the day is different. The amount of time we have sunlight. And that's important because our brains are entrained with the sun and the length of the day, but not just our brains and sleep. So we think, oh, getting up and sleep and seasonal affective disorder and winter blues, that our mood is changed by the sun. It's not just our mood. But let's just be specific. A lot, 50% of all people, 50% of all people have what we call winter blues. They get sad, sad when the days get shorter, starting in September, getting worse in December, in January, and then getting better. They get sadder when they have to climb in bed earlier and they have to wake up in the dark. And they may go days at a time without stepping out in the sunshine. Your vitamin D stores are supposed to get depleted unless, of course, you take supplements. So you think, oh, I should be fine. Everybody, who doesn't take a vitamin D pill right now? And does that take care of it? Absolutely not. One of these days they're going to have a supplement for love and relationships. Will that take care of it? I don't think so. Suffice it to say, in addition to sadness, you get tired during the coldest months. This is for winter blues. It's hard to get out of the bed in the morning. You have problems with motivation. 
The problem is, or the good thing about winter blues, it doesn't affect your function. It's harder, but you function. You still get up, you still get things done, and you may spend one or two days in bed and have a little trouble sleeping, but by and large, you function. And to fix it, you get more sun. You have to regulate your clock, which we'll get into in a second. But seasonal affective disorder is not the same. Notice it's not winter. There's no winter word in the the name because it has nothing to do with the winter. It may occur more often in the winter, but seasonal affective disorder has to do with the season. And these individuals have something unique about their brain in their biological clock. There's a famous character, Mona Lisa Vito. Their name is Mona Lisa, so I have to mention her name. And she's in the movie My Cousin Vinny. Vinny. And she stomps, this is an Oscar clip, she stomps her foot on the cabin porch and says, my biological clock is ticking. And that's an example of how our clocks, our circadian rhythms aren't just about seasons and mood. They're about hormones and reproduction. When you try to adopt an, a pet, an animal, they say, oh, well, you know, the puppies and the kitties, they come in the spring. That's an example of reproduction. It's also tied into the seasons. Hormones are affected by the seasons and the sun. So it isn't just, infertility is, it isn't just about mood. And if your brain and your hypothalamus and your pituitary hormones are somehow affected, it starts at an early age, at least by 18, 19, 20, and it can get serious. This is truly a disorder, but it's not just related to winter. Most of the time it occurs around winter, but some people can get seasonal affective disorder in the spring or in the summer. It can be debilitating. It can occur in fall and then resolve in winter. Sometimes it occurs in the summer. So it definitely is related to a season where your brain and its clock has trouble fixing its timing with the change of seasons. You overeat, you crave carbs, you gain weight, you have problems sleeping, you're depressed, and you're like, isn't that like perimenopause? Well, menopause and testopause, you have to change and adapt to hormones. It's about changing your brain and your relationships and your activity to levels of hormone. It's definitely relating to change. But in this case, your brain has difficulty relating to the change of, of the seasons and the, the, the time of the day. And then your mood just doesn't catch up. Hopelessness, helplessness, you can even get suicidal. And this is truly a disorder you cannot function. A good percentage of the people end up being hospitalized, 6%. And some of them need medication and a variety of therapies. It's important to know that circadian rhythm is not just about mood. It's important to know that 
Yes, you may crave more carbohydrates in the winter. Cortisol is highest in the morning and it's related to insulin. And so to correct these rhythm problems, you have to start to correct your clock and get entrained to it, not try to shape nature to you and what you crave, but shape your cravings to nature. So if cortisol is highest in the morning, that's when you eat in the morning most of your food. So cortisol is highest and so is insulin. Eat a bigger meal at breakfast. You say, but I'm not hungry at breakfast. That goes into the category of too bad. So you get a little, you know, a, a eight, 11 by 13 inch folder and you, you get a Sharpie and you label it too bad because you're now correcting your brain so that you are now adjusting to the season. And then because that corrects bowel movements, because bowel movements start around 8 a.m. after you eat. Now that makes sense because it's like a toilet. You put stuff in the toilet and you flush it. You put stuff in your mouth. It starts a gastrocolic reflex and it makes you go to the bathroom. A lot of people when they get depressed or they have seasonal problems, they have trouble with digestion because of course there's a circadian clock, of course also in your bowel, there's a pacemaker there. And then, interesting enough, 10.30 in the morning is when you're most alert in your brain. So even if you can't focus, you get up and you move papers around. You force yourself. Even if you think nothing's moving in, this is what we're doing. We are moving as if we're focusing. We are moving as if we are working because that's what the rhythm is established in your brain. That's the season for everything. There is something under heaven. And then there's a second peak of cortisol. So remember now, this is the rehab of winter blues and seasonal affective. So you are now shaping your brain to the season of the timing of a clock, a biological clock that ticks with the season. So at noon, what, it doesn't matter if you're busy, it doesn't matter. You've got to fix the clock so that you don't get way more out of whack. You, have you ever gotten a clock that the battery was messed up and you look at the clock and all the other clocks say 10 a.m. and that one says 3 a.m. in the morning? <laughs> you're like, that clock is messed up. That's what, if you have seasonal affective disorder or worse yet, see, a winter blues or seasonal affective disorder, your clock's messed up. So therefore you have to entrain it to the other clocks that are fine. So 12 noon, you look around, everyone else is eating, you eat. Because there's a second peak of cortisol. More piece of protein, dark vegetable, a little bit of carbohydrate. And then cortisol starts going down. So for the rest of the day, you start eating less and less. Guess what? There is a peak of strength, physical fitness in the afternoon around 1 to 2.30. That's the time to exercise. So after lunch, you might want to go for a brisk walk because that's what the clock says. He's like, well, you know, I'm tired. Move. This is when the clock is moving. I know. I fall asleep. I have narcolepsy. I understand. So I move anyway. I've fallen asleep in a lot of unusual places. We're not going to talk about that right now. 
and so on and so on. And then when you want go home, you want to do what you want. You've worked all day and you say, I want to watch the entire season of Karate Kid or whatever you like to watch. You can't do that because 8 p.m. melatonin starts to get secreted from your brain. What does that mean? That means we have to prepare in a couple of hours to go to bed. You're like, oh, no, I'm in for duration. I want to watch the entire season of Sex and the City, and all of a sudden, there it was, whatever the new... Nope, don't do that, because you're trying to fix your clock. So you set up alarm clocks all over the house. So even if you're sitting down, the clock goes off, and you have to get up and go to bed because it's too annoying. Worse yet, if you try to watch the TV and you fall asleep, you've fallen asleep and there's light on all over the house, that messes up your brain. It confuses it because the light is on when you're trying to sleep and it messes you up. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa and we're talking about seize the intuition behind seasonal affective disorder. If you want to know more about the solutions to today's show, you want to go to Facebook, Dr. Mona Lisa, Instagram, Dr. Mona Lisa 1, or Twitter, Dr. Mona Lisa 2. For if you can't get on the line today, for pri- uh, for the reading, the mini readings we're doing here today at 816-251-3555, 816-251-3555 the U.S. and Canada, you can call me for a private one- or two-hour reading by going to www.drmonalisa.com www.drmonalisa.com or call 207-846-6475. I'm going to repeat that number, 207-846-6475. Where am I going to be next? Maybe you want to learn about medical intuition, how to heal mind, body, and soul, or you want to learn how to do a medical intuitive reading. Each year, I have a medical intuition summer camp of sorts, an institute. It's once a year, only once a year. There are only 50 people in the class. If you want to know more about it, it's the third week in July. Go to www.drmonalisa.com. You don't want to be disappointed. We will go to line two. Susan, I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. How can I be of help? Hi. Um, you were talking with me last week, and you encouraged me to call back. I'm the person who had um, diabetes and then had a series of things happen with the um, polymyalgia and the broken arm. Polymyalgia rheumatica. So I said yeah. that, and you said no, and I said yes, and you lost, and I won, because, well, <laughs> you said no. I said, and then you fell, if I'm not incorrect, and you broke a wrist or something, right? An arm, yep. Yeah. And you said, I've fallen I before. Did. Wait a minute. I've fallen before, and I've never broken my wrist. And I said, I know, because people who go on polymyalgia rheumatica go on steroids because they have high ESR, a measure of inflammation. And you said, I know, but that's not why I broke my wrist. (laughs) Um, Did I remember that? No, 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 no. Did I remember that correctly (laughs) a week ago? Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Of all the things I've done a week, that one I remember. Okay. Do you want to know why? Um, Sure. Because you're a strong and determined person, Susan. Yes, and I understand that. Believe mm-hmm. me, I pretty much almost invented the concept. However, yes. part of your problem is first center. It's family. And families okay. are supposed to make us feel safe and secure and give us a sense 
that we belong and support it and have a say. You don't like to lean on anybody. I get it. I understand that. Mm. Trust me. Yeah. When I fall, and I did a wallop the other day, I don't call anybody. Even though the Apple Watch goes, you took a hard, hard fall. We're calling 911. We'll call if you don't call. And you know what I did? I turned the phone off. <laughs> I, turned the, yeah. I turned the watch off. I showed them. Even though everybody yeah. went, what's the wrong with you? Are you stupid? And I went, maybe, maybe not. The point of the matter is you don't like anybody to help you. You don't like to be vulnerable. But at this yeah. stage, and you think it, it means old, elderly. I have news for you. I've had the neck of an 80-year-old since I was 40. This oh, my. Isn't about, I know. Oh, my is right. I, this isn't about old. This is about when we get older, like for age four to age five, we learn to do the thing. If first grade, we learn to sit down, second grade, we learn to stand up. You learn to be independent, and now you learn to accept help. You don't like that. You think it's a sign of aging. It's not. It's a sign. Right, I understand, which is why when I said you broke your wrist because you probably had reduced bone density because of the steroid you took for for polymyalgia rheumatica, you went, no, because... You didn't want to think that. And that goes under the category of too bad because you that could have happened if you were 20 and took steroids. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with aging. But you're worried about frailty. And it's yeah. not effective. That's a disease. Frailty is a disease. It's not effective. It's okay. not effective to ask not for ask for help. And it's not Mm -hmm. effective to not have a network of people around you. First Center, and even this show today, is about being a member of the herd and keying in. And a lot of people in the winter go into hibernation mode. I'm terrible at this. I very much do. And, you know, in COVID, it's even worse. It's bad for your immune system. Your immune system is keyed into your circadian rhythm. There are times during the day when your immune system is sharper than others. <laughs> so you can imagine if your mood is messed up, if your circadian rhythm is messed up, if you have seasonal cyclic problems, that you're more likely to have immune system problems. And they're all about, <clears throat> well, when, in the winter, we get more flus because, you know, people are in baloney. I think it's because your mood is messed up and mood affects white cells, immunity, and that may make us more susceptible to viruses, period, Mm -hmm. end of story. But that's beyond the point. The point of the matter is, is I think that your polymyalgia rheumatica was strike one. It was telling you that you were having pruning of your network of support. Mm -hmm. And then... You don't like to be vulnerable and transplant new people there. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, you've got another first center problem, which is bones, joints, immunity, which has to do with people in our life, a network of people that's supposed to have our back. 
So then you've got mm-hmm. the second thing in there. The universe said, I see you and I raise you because you didn't get it the first time. But once yeah. again, it's not like I don't. This is not my area because it isn't. I don't get to see there. But the point of the matter is, so then you broke the wrist. Because mm-hmm. you like to be strong, but you don't like vulnerability. And relying on someone mm-hmm. is about vulnerability. And who likes that? Not me. Mm-hmm. That's too bad. So mm-hmm. when you broke your wrist, did you break your right one or your left one? Um, left. It's upper arm. But, um, yeah, it was the upper arm. But the left, thank goodness. But you're right. And okay, I've learned to receive. Okay, good. However. Yeah. Who left you or was leaving you when you got polymyalgia rheumatica? Well, I was retiring from my work. There you go. Work, that's a good, that's perfect. They should get, they should retire the word retire. Right. (laughs) Because it increases our chance Mm -hmm. within three to five years of getting a life-threatening, life-stopping illness. Yeah. People save their entire life, put money away, so they can stop working, so they can increase their risk of getting a serious life-threatening illness between three to five years. Because wow. that, yes, think about that. It, number one, prevents you from being daily challenged by annoying people, <laughs> which helps your brain build up resilience. It keeps you forever young. I had a woman call me who was a college professor who was retiring and moving to some kind of community, which I don't have a problem with. But I told her that her IQ was going from 100 miles an hour to 20. Unless that community was extremely challenging for her, it was not good because I thought that memory problems ran in her family. She got very angry with me. I deserve this. I've worked hard. I gave her that data. Mm -hmm. And she didn't like it. She still didn't like it. I said, you deserve to have increased your risk for dementia. I worked. I said, listen, Missy, you're telling me I have to work. I didn't say you had to work at a Dunkin' Donuts or Starbucks. I simply said you had to challenge yourself. So you retired. What are you doing now? um, I'm an artist. I actually retired of my own volition. Um, they, They wanted me to be involved in a program I co-founded. But my solar plexus started hurting. And I Can felt I tell like... you something? Listen. Yeah. Yeah. Your solar plexus is another thing. Well, I it felt like it was telling me... No, hold on a second. I saw a relationship. I saw pe- mm-hmm. three people arguing. Arguing, arguing, arguing. And it felt like you were in the middle. Ah, and you set try. You usually set your needs aside, sacrifice yourself, and it's people in a family. Families are supposed mm-hmm. to make yeah families. Families are supposed to make us feel safe and secure and give us a sense of belonging. Who are the people arguing in the family? Probably mother and father. I want you to hold um, on. Yeah. It's not your mother and father. Those were the original people. It's somebody who's much more annoying. Here's my music. You know what that means. When we come back, we're going to talk about the solutions to seasonal moods. You're listening to Healthy Living Intuitively. I'm Dr. Mon Lisa.
Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. You found the most positive place on the internet. Thanks for listening to unityonlineradio.org. Welcome back to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. Welcome back. This is Dr. Mona Lisa, and we're talking about seizing the intuition behind seasonal affective disorder. We're going back to Susan, line two. During the break, I squeezed just a little bit to save time so I can get to some of these other readings. Susan, are you there? I am. Yep. And so when I talked to you on the radio, no, no, I'm going to share it with the people because I said you were at work and you said you felt something in your solar plexus, which is third center. I said there were people not getting along and you said that was your mother and the father. And I went, er, that's a game show buzzer. That means no. I didn't. <laughs> I spared you the game, the game show buzzer. But I said, no, it's not your mother and your father. They may have been the original one. It wasn't. I said people at work were not getting along. And in essence, you bolted and got out of Dodge. So I asked you during the break, and I had a feeling you didn't want to talk about that. But it, but is it true that there were some people at work? You don't have to tell me their names that were not getting along. Um, perhaps there were some, but more than anything else, I was struggling with the fact that I felt completely done with what I had can I tell started you, to do. So, so, yeah. Can I tell you? You're backpedaling. There okay. were people that were not getting along. Your problems are third chakra, self-esteem, responsibility, work, being mm-hmm. caught in the middle. There's a study done by Salvador Mnuchin that talks about people in their families who learn how to feel conflict, conflict between people who are not getting along, i.e. your parents, tend to get a soft spot in their, wait for it, solar plexus. That's how you identified that. So later on in their life, that's the sensitive area for them. This has to do with digestion, body image, weight, and so on. Did you get it? Yeah. Yeah. I look at your head, 
See, you understand. So that's why it wasn't like I was done. That may have been you felt you were done, but there were things that made you done. When you're at an intersection and someone toots at you, then you move. You moved. There was a horn first. You were done. Something elicited it. Your body, you may have not been able to name it, but it was uncomfortable. You weren't able to name that, but your body made you uncomfortable. And then after you left that, your body was uncomfortable again. Some might think that that meant that your body was saying wrong move. I'm not saying it was wrong move. I was saying you made a move that made you lose some important nutrients that work gave you. Work mm-hmm. gave you groups of people daily. It made you grow, get up at the same time get out of the house at the same time, be challenged by conflicts at the same time, have a structure at the same time. And Susan, you don't have that. It's too abrupt of a change. And after that, you got polymyalgia rheumatica. It's not a funny thing. No, it isn't. And then shortly thereafter, you fell and you broke something. I I look at your head, I look at your neck, I look at your... Chest, your body has a heaviness, a feeling of being weighted down. I see this red line across your abdomen. I can't figure out if you have a redness in the skin. You have pain in your right upper quadrant underneath your rib cage. You have problems with fats or oils or both. Mm-hmm. It's true. I, I see abdominal distension and bloating. Can you please tell me your health concerns? Concerns. I already know you have abdominal. Um, I know you already had polymyalgia rheumatica. I already know you broke your um, wrist. I mean, my um, inflammation level is going up. A1C is my inflammation level oh, is going up. A1C. So the red stripe across your abdomen is your pancreas. Okay. And A1C is a marker of blood sugar, right? Yes. Yes. Once again, third chakra. That has to do with self-esteem, work, responsibility. Are you following me? I am, yes. Who is running that business now? Um, A very amazing capable guy is now taking it over and doing a very good job but it was it was a lot of work i know i'm not telling you to go back but you're not moving forward to something that's fulfilling enough right i know thank you we said that last time and i thought gosh you you just nailed it i want you to get a coach someone who's annoying like me where every time you try (laughs) to say something that sounds reasonable and positive and lovely is it right? Okay. <laughs> because this is not good. And one All might right. say your blood sugar went up because, again, of the steroids. But we know it's not the steroids because that didn't cause your blood de- uh, bone density problem either, right? Right. My right. problem is, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I'm concerned about you. This is not, yeah. you've got to do something and you've got to turn this bus around. Okay? Okay. 
You take it easy and yeah. tell us how you turn the bus around and where you're heading now, okay? You take okay. it easy. We'll go to Thank line. You. You're welcome. We'll go to line four. Emily, I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. How can I be of help? Hi. Um, hi, Dr. Mona Lisa. Um, I, I'm wondering if I'm going through the team. Um, I, my clock is definitely all messed up. Um, I, I mean, I don't have major health issue I know of, but I feel like my health is not good. I was wondering what can you see as far as my health? Anything I need to know? You know, all health problems at 49 are not menopause. Hmm. It's amazing. A lot of people who go to the emergency room, I don't know what just happened. When they fall or have some kind of symptom, they're told it's anxiety. And it's not often that. And a lot of times when a woman has a problem at this age, at 49, they're told it's menopause. You can't say that. The first thing I see, is there something in your life that's making you feel stuck? And it's because a relationship is not progressing. You feel stuck. You're not moving forward. I am not in a relationship. I know, that's my point. Oh, okay. That's exactly my point. Menopause is a time of change. And you thought that this would have been fixed by now. And it's not. And so as a result, you're like a plant in the field. And you're worried that you're going to get stuck on the vine. Do you understand? That you're not going to be able to move forward and find a mate. Yes, I am. I understand that part. <laughs> and so that kind of sadness that someone might think, oh, it's seasonal affective disorder or winter blues is not winter blues. That's not a seasonal change that's a life crisis you see the difference yes and that i haven't been in a relationship for a very long long time right right and i see that at one time your family might have been important to you but somehow that's drying up There was one relationship in your life that kind of was reasonable, but you have a kind of social anxiety and nervousness that you've relied on friends and family and school to fix. But the normal ways in which people meet people, you've never learned how to do. 
You can't. I'm not that. a fairy. I'm sorry. You're afraid. And so yes, someone with but, that problem gets to this stage in their life and they haven't been able to name, oh my God, I'd have social anxiety. They've just watched that everybody else has found someone and they haven't and they don't realize it's because you're a nervous person socially. It's hard to fix something if you don't know what's wrong. Uh, Do you I understand. Uh, Let me say it another way. Sadness is an important emotion intuitively. It lets us know that we're missing something in our life. Do you understand? Yeah, like uh, I'm missing a. Uh, Fulfilling the relationship, I know I'm miss, I'm missing that, but uh, sometimes I wonder if it's going to happen for me or not. Um, right. I, the thing um, is, is that you're all also anxious. You're nervous about even going to someone to get the skills on how to find a partner, because to do that would be to have a relationship with a therapist. And relationships themselves are anxiety-provoking for you. Do you understand? Um, yes, I understand about the, you know, not being very social part. Um, I think I, I'm just, I'm just afraid being hurt again, maybe. That's why I don't. I understand that, but I, wait, no, you think it's that. The thing mm. is, if everybody ever got, whoever got hurt in a relationship never met anybody again no one would ever get born <laughs> i know but you understand that's why people who are socially anxious why they don't meet people it's harder for them because mm -hmm. they have a problem called once bitten twice shy their bodies are more sensitized to when they get hurt they avoid going again to meet somebody. Do you understand where other people are like, oh, you know, I'm just going to do this. Do you mm -hmm. get it? Yes. I, 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 I'm wondering if um, my hormone... Um, no. No, 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 no. Listen. Mm -hmm. You had this problem for a long time. Your sadness over time will warp your hormones. Your mm -hmm. sadness over time will affect your heart. Your sadness over time will affect your digestion, right? There's mm -hmm. no question that your sadness, like um, stagnation in Chinese medicine, is going to create a whole variety of imbalances. Mm -hmm. But stagnation is stagnation. You're not moving forward. It's only a matter of time before it impacts hormones and everything else. So what do you solve? You solve the stagnation. You move the chi. You help somebody help you move. Mm -hmm. Fixing your hormones is not going to help your sadness. I think you uh, understand what I mean by that. It's not going to help you get a partner. Right. I'm. I'm more concerned about my health. Um. 
Actually, okay. I... Let me tell you what I want you to do because I want I don't want to feed into that. Mm. I want you to go to your doctor and get a good physical. Ask them about your health, okay? Have them do all the tests they think are necessary. Yes, mm -hmm. I did that. Okay, and, uh, hold on a second. Hold on. Mm -hmm. But while you're there, ask them for a good cognitive behavioral therapist to talk about <laughs> social anxiety. Are you following me? Uh, yes, I I heard that was being recommended to me before. <laughs> the good. Did you do that? Yeah. yeah I can good. Do that. You're going to do that because you're concerned about your physical health and you went and got the tests. You're concerned about meeting a partner, but something prevented you from getting the cognitive behavioral therapy, correct? Yes, I... Right, you know what it was? The same thing that prevents you from getting a partner. It's the person. You're scared of people. I understand. Do you know that I am an author at Hay House, okay? Mm-hmm. And I'm a nervous person. I'm socially anxious, okay? <laughs> so one year was Louise's 80th birthday. So I go all the way out to San Diego. It's a real pain in the neck to go out there. I just happen to have neck problems too, but that's a long story. So I get all the way out there, right? I see all the people. I run up to my room. I put Will and Grace on. And I am dressed to the nines. A friend of mine, Liz, calls me. She says, where are you? I said, I'm in the room. I knew what she was asking. She says, why are you in the room? I said, because I'm watching TV. She said, why aren't you downstairs at the party? I'm like, because that's what the people are. I don't want to go down to the people. She said, put on some lipstick, put your high heels on, and go down there. I said, oh. She said, go. So I went downstairs, <laughs> and I heard someone say, is that Mona Lisa Schultz? I turned around and went upstairs again. Liz calls me again. She says, you're back in your room, aren't you? I said, I'll go back downstairs. I did. And I stayed there, and I hid behind a ficus tree the entire time that I stayed at the party. <laughs> Do you understand? Yeah. I get I, it. I get it. It doesn't matter. And for the rest of the time that we had those parties, I sat at the Hay House radio table with the radio people. Because mm -hmm. they're like me. They're geeks. Are you following me? No, I'm not kidding. Yeah. So that's what you learn when you go to someone who teaches you. So you find people who are like you that make you feel comfortable. And they'll mm -hmm. teach you that. And I learned cognitive behavioral therapy and DBT. People make me nervous. I'm not kidding you. Mm -hmm. They do. Notice we're on the radio. <laughs> people are like, oh, you're nervous around people? Yeah, I'm on the radio. I'm not sitting with you at a table. Got it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's all, oh, I'm so courageous. Because I'm on a radio. You're over there and I'm over here. I can say all kinds of stuff because I don't have to worry about you giving me the stink eye. Got it? Uh, yeah. um, I, um, I had a, um, a procedure done uh, around my female um, uh, area. Um, do you see that being an issue? Um, if it, Say that again. Be... One more time. Say it uh, one more time. I, I had a procedure done. Um, uh, I forgot the name of the procedure, but it, it's a women issue. Um, I think it's called cold knife therapy or something like that. It's because of its second center, its relationship. 
one on I'm not going to say it on the radio. One-on-one mm-hmm. relationships with a significant other. It has to do with a boundary violation. Still, it has to do with a past history of a trauma in a relationship. Do you understand? You're going to go back. Because many men have that similar problem, not in the female reproductive organ, but a man reproductive organ. And somehow they never call me up worried about it. You know that? Not worried about it at all. But women are worried about it, and women have a lot of shame. Especially if they have social anxiety. It's the reason why they don't move forward, but the guy moves forward. They don't care. Do you understand? Yes. What do you mean, that I have to go back? You have to keep getting that checked. Mm. However, my point is, is men have a similar problem like that, but they don't worry about it like you're worried about it. Right. I understand because, that. Yes. No, but you don't because mm-hmm. you're worried about it, but they don't have social anxiety. So they just go forward and have all kinds of relationships. They don't care. That becomes your focus. Good luck. You take it easy. I'm serious. I'm really serious. You really need to get help in this area because you'll focus on that as being your problem. Good luck. We'll go to line two. This is, I'm talking to Vicki. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. How can I be of help? Uh, hi, Mona Lisa. Um, I have a tooth problem. It's not a seasonal affected problem, but it's been going on for many years and it keeps getting infected. Vicki, how, how old are you? Uh, 50, 51. Okay. I want to ask you a question. Okay. Because... How did you determine it was infected? Uh, because the dentist told me, and they did a treatment, and, I, and then I had another surgery, and no, then no, I no, had no, more no. treatments. I want you to know, because there's a pattern of people mm-hmm. who have a certain kind of pain there. They go to a dentist. They get a x-ray. They mm-hmm. see a little fuzz. They're not sure. They do a procedure. The person still has pain. They Mm -hmm. go in. They do another procedure. On the x-ray, they see something. By the time the person has had multiple procedures, they still think there's an infection there. Mm -hmm. Is that what's going on? Uh, Well, it has that little bubble that collects bacteria. So that's how I determine it's an infection at this point. Say it one more time. I have an appointment. It, it, it makes a bubble outside of the tooth uh, on the gum, and it collects bacteria. So that's like a so lot really of fat. It's the gum, it's not the tooth. Yes, but it, they say it's because of the root canal that I had there. It's causing the problem. What kind of dentist do you go to? Uh, I had the, the regular... And then I had the endodontist that did the apicoectomy. And then I've been seeing a holistic one that I did ozone treatment. And now I have an appointment next month with a biological dentist. What's a biological dentist? Um, I haven't had that before, but it's, uh, they do a different treatment that, that heals the gum and the tooth and they treat cavitations. Um, they don't use uh, chemicals. Oh, they use your own blood. Okay, wait a minute now. 
because it is yeah. exactly what I'm saying. Okay. So why did you stop seeing the original dentist? Because it, um, uh, I needed something more, more like I had, I had to have the surgery. That's why. That's why. And then uh, the one that did the surgery. Had, go ahead. You had the surgery. Did yeah, they, they don't do. It worked for a few years, and then it happened again. So then I did the ozone treatment. So I went to a holistic dentist. That's why I had to move to another again? dentist. Yeah. What happened again? The bubble. Yes, yes, and we did the the ozone, and, and it helped. Uh, that was two years ago, so now I have the same problem again. Okay. Your so I have to redo the root your canal. problems are first center and fifth center. First center has to do with families that make us feel safe and secure and give us a sense of belonging. I'm telling you, there's something in your life that doesn't make you feel safe and secure. Mm-hmm. You can't talk about it. As a result, it stays underneath the surface. It affects your cortisol, which makes your immune system go belly up. And so any kind of bacteria that all of us have that live in our mouth, yours overgrows. Mm-hmm. Whether it's our vagina, that bacteria overgrow, our bladder, where bacteria overgrow, our digestive tract, there are a variety of areas that if we're genetically pre- predisposed to, bacterial overgrow and we'll get an infection. We think it's because of the bacteria, but really it's because of our immune system because we're stressed. Are you following me? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. So we have bacteria that grow in our mouth. And you have to ask yourself, why am I immunocompromised? What is it about me that makes the bacteria overgrow and keep, keep infecting in this area? Every illness is always in part due to diet, genetics, the environment, and so on. I want you to look at the time of year this happens, what's going on in a relationship, what's going on in your work, or what you don't have in your life that you miss. Oh, the relationship I don't have, the friendship. That's, That's exactly very... the relationship you don't have. <laughs> That there is a man or a partner that you don't mm-hmm. have. I will feel safe. Yeah. That, right, that you don't have, that they won't talk to you. Mm-hmm. And as a result, relationships make you feel safe. Mm-hmm. And so your immune system goes down. You're back, you feel anxious. Your cortisol goes up. It's like being on steroids. It overgrows. Some people get canker sores in their mouth. Some people get sores in their gut, ulcerative colitis, Crohn's. Are you following me? It's also yes. ultimately the same. So you're going to try to get rid of the infection, thinking that's causing the problem, when I yes. would want to know why my immune system is taking a siesta, causing those infections. Mind you, you wonder about your third center, your digestion, mm-hmm. and what is it about your body that's not absorbing all the nutrients of all that organic food you're eating? Because you eat like pristine diet, don't you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. So you would wonder why with such a pristine diet, it's not make, registering as a patent immune system. You keep thinking that one treatment after the other after the other is going to fix your problem. It's not. 
It's trying to feel safe and secure with a variety of relationships that are medicinal. I want to thank you for welcoming me into your day. You've been listening to Healthy Living Intuitively. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. Thank you. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Hi, I'm Jane Asher, and I believe, and from what I've been shown, that when our loved ones die, they don't really leave. They just slip into the next room. On my podcast, I explore the bigger picture surrounding life on Earth, and what follows when we do die. I speak with authors, friends, transition specialists, and other experts about every facet of death, dying, grief, hospice care, cultural traditions, and also our beliefs about that final journey and what we may end up facing. Please join me on the next room on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.